The podcast you're about to hear was made with Anchor. Make your own podcast for free at anchor.fm. All right, let's try this again. This is Chris and... It's Chris and Amy. And um, if you don't know us, you can like our page on Facebook. It's Chris and Amy D-I-C. Yeah, it's facebook.com slash Chris and Amy D-I-C as in German color. Yes, you follow our lifestyle if you like. But we'll just um, hop into it. So, yes. we just got finished. What did we just got finished? Well, we first, doing a we're, voice we're over, trying right? to play around with this app. Oh, this oh is, Anthem app. Anthem, and Anchor, something, whatever it is. It's Anchor, not Anthem. Anchor, stop saying Anthem. <laughs> I know, I've been saying People are going to be Googling it's, it's the wrong thing. But yeah, we're trying to play with Anchor.fm and realizing that, I don't know if it's UI or what it is, but like Snapchat totally goes over my head as well. Oh I don't know, like I'm getting too old. No. Maybe t- too much wine. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, so anyway, we're trying to figure this out. We think it's pretty cool. It's a quick way to get content to everybody and to interact with the community. We're just, we're so, do, right now, we're doing a free, um, we're doing a free commercial for Anthem. Yes, basically, that's kind <laughs> of what But yeah, so we'll get into it. We, what were you saying about what we were doing? So it's very late. It's eleven forty-eight at night right now because we have. Um, we're on our grind time, I guess. What, what Gary Vanderchuk? Grind time. Yeah, Gary, Gary Vanderchuk would say, your grind has to always be on. So, <laughs> it's on right now, and we just got finished doing a voiceover for an expansion of our business that will be out soon. Yes. Um, interesting, interesting. Snap, snaps in a circle. And um, in the meantime, after we're giggling, laughing, and making jokes on each other's voiceovers, we're... Um, we just started thinking about where we were, um, just, what, over four years ago, and where we are now, and, and also where we want to be, um, and we just started thinking, like, man, like, if I would have said, you know, what if, what would have, what if I said that, let me just put my dreams on hold to make my kids happy to make my husband happy which I'm now uh, he's now my business partner Um, just to put it all on hold stop being happy stop dreaming and do for your kids yeah I I think the underlying question that you're kind of getting at is can you be a successful entrepreneur and have a family and raise your family well and still be involved in your kids lives and do what it's you know you know what it takes to be uh, to great to have a great family unit, but also to have your business succeed. Yeah, I think a lot of times um, you're in a situation, and other people project their fears on you. I know when I first started this business, you know, I had family members. What were you doing? What are you doing? You need to get a real job. You need to go back out there and get your get your master's degree so that you can provide for your family. Get outside the house and and do this and do that and and in some sense it kind of puts you in a place where um is am i doing the right thing by doing what i love you know i was a stay-at-home mom full full time and then part-time i was still working on my business in between naps and in the a.m.s of you know in the morning hours and uh i was exhausted but you know what i just felt good and I think, to be honest, I, I probably was in, in that naysayer crowd as well. Oh, my God. And projecting fears. I had my own... I think I had my own way of trying to 
make sure that we travel down the most efficient route possible. Um, but maybe, you know, it didn't come off as necessarily like positive reinforcement. It came off as like negativity and, you know, you know, just kind of making, I don't know, maybe making Amy feel as if she wasn't making the best decision. So, you know, I definitely apologize for that. And, you know, we've, we've learned, I think we've learned and worked past that. And I had to realize, you know, much like some of the people who were the naysayers at the beginning, you know, including um, myself included, is that it's their own insecurities, you know, that they're projecting on you. Because in this society, and just being completely honest, now things are kind of, you know, flipping on their heads at this point in time with technology. But to be completely honest, like the American dream and the American society and lifestyle, you know, quote unquote, air quotes, is set up. And, you know, you're taught from the very beginning that you should always think as a worker and not necessarily, you know, as a person that's in a leadership position. So, yeah, as I was saying, you know, in a society, oftentimes it's designed uh, to put people into uh, positions where they're more so the workers rather than the leaders. Um but, you know, I think what we've learned is that it's really important in what we believe in as a family unit, and Amy and I have, have had several kind of deep conversations about this, is that we believe that in order for your child to be completely happy, that the parents have to be completely happy. Yeah, and so all of this, um, um, I'm going to do what's best for my kids, shit that people keep telling themselves to make themselves even more unhappy. Um, it's crap yeah. because you can do both making yourself happy is indeed making your kids happy yeah. so um, of course I mean not that's not to be said that you know making that sort of decision doesn't come without risks oh right? yeah of course like, there's gonna be some things you know maybe health insurance and things like that and certain things might be spotty at times because you're, yeah. you're chasing the bigger picture you're chasing your dream um, you know, mm -hmm. maybe bills might but, be a little behind. But that doesn't always mean they're not going to fall. All of them. I mean, the family may not fall on the same route that it's husband and wife, right? True. It may be just wife. That's true. And this goes to your husband. If your wife wants to do something yeah. with their life, it's not your job to tell her that she can't do it. Yeah. Do you and, understand? And, and it's, actually, it is your job to support her. And if finances have to be um, included and you guys have to have a conversation, you know, that should be on the table to have. You know, it's not just your rational. You provide your rational decision and shut down her rational decision or what you would think her irrational decision. So it's um, it's something that you won't understand that provides freedom to your wife or to your husband to be completely happy. Because yeah. in that sense, I would tell Christopher, were you happy at your job? I was. Or I was. I thought I was happy, and that's the and that's the way. I actually wrote an article a couple of years ago on this. Like the way that money works is just funny, and I think I called the article like the cycle of unhappiness. And what happened is happens is you work, you know, you get a new gig. Let's say you work, you know, you start getting kind of accustomed to the people, so on and so forth. It becomes repetitive. Slowly, you start to kind of not like it and, and dislike your situation and wish it was better. And then what happens is you get that paycheck, and once you get that paycheck, that paycheck gives you a little feeling of euphoria because the way our society is designed, it's a consumer society, right? So now you have your paycheck, so you go buy a bunch of shit, and it makes you feel a little better. And then you go back into work and start working again and realize, fuck, I'm miserable, 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 miserable. And then the paycheck comes around again, 
and now you feel complacent, right? It's just yeah, a cycle of unhappiness. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely was unhappy. And to speak to your point about husbands, you know, sort of running a dictatorship in the household, I find that extremely interesting and I think it's extremely disrespectful. And, you know, I, I just don't think it's a thing that produces a productive relationship, right? I thought, I think that's what the feminism, you know, and the feminist movement is about is, is you know, allowing women to have their own voice and be their own individuals. Mm -hmm. And I find it extremely interesting, you know, not to go into too much detail, but that some people, um, even that we're aware of, you know, are still sort of in this situation where the woman um, is just reduced to a, a simple housewife and, you know, that's, that's their role and responsibility. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everybody has their own perspectives, as I often say, and everybody has their own opinions about things. But me personally, you're not necessarily setting yourself up for success in many ways, right? You're not setting yourself up for success in your relationship because the woman essentially feels oppressed. Or the man. It also is yeah, the or man. The man. Yeah. Or, or, or the because, man, too. Because, you know, right. I, I'm going to chime in about the man because sometimes us as wives, we could set these really hard standards. Yeah. You need to get a job. You need to bring food in the house. You need to take the trash out. You need to um, be more um, open to conversation and listen to me more. We, we, you, 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 you are the provider of money. You're the provider of food and you're also the provider of, um, of interest for the wife. So that's very difficult if you're in a situation that you hate. You go to work, you travel, you commute, you hate it. You're doing it because it's your role. So that's not, it's not just the oppression of the wife. It's the oppression of the husband. And also it's the oppression of the husband on himself. That he puts all this responsibility on himself. And he's not allowing um, for the wife to kind of come in and, and fill some of those you know, fill some of the the space there that needs to be filled, I guess. So, um, yeah, I just think that it's something that should be we we should be open about. Oppression of men. Yes. Yeah, but in continuing um, the oppression of men, you know, it happens. It's both sided. It's it's two sided. Oh my God, our son just. We have a video. <laughs> video camera. We have a video camera, up. so he just popped up his head. So I'm like, oh no, he's gonna cry. But now he's asleep. But yeah, so Chris, as Chris was saying about feminism and me chiming in about the fact that you know it's not just only the women that's being oppressed and and held back from their dreams and their passions. It's the men too. And sometimes the men don't realize they have those dreams and those passions because they're thinking I have to be the provider in the most practical way. Yeah. by being impractical impractical and being unhappy. Yeah, and I think another piece, this is a this is a multi-layer conversation. But another piece is just thinking about probability, right? And you know, as you know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about oftentimes is you you know, you have a a rare chance of actually being a human being in this lifetime and you have a obviously a finite amount of time that you're on this earth. And one thing that's all, that always baffles me is that people are not necessarily willing to take a risk that could earn them 10 times their salary or 20 times their salary in their lifetime um, but they'd rather stay safe and just continue you know continue to earn their base salary and make like you know 0.5% of a raise each year that that always like from a probability perspective and from just a raw numbers perspective has always baffled me now trust me I understand security I grew up middle class you know Amy and I talked about this it took me a while to get used to you know sacrificing some things not necessarily having everything right now 
um, because you're sacrificing for the future. So it took me a while to get used to that. But I just think that it's very interesting that most people, if you if you lay the cards out on the table in front of them and kind of explain what the possibilities could be if they're willing to work hard and sacrifice now, you know, that they're not necessarily, that most people, like 95%, 90% of the people are not willing to sacrifice. And that's why, you know, Amy and I often have this thing that we say, like, if it was if it was easy, everybody would want to do it, you know. That's so I true. think that's the thing is it's not easy and it's not safe, yeah. you know. And why while you come from that middle class, I come from the poverty level, you know, like I'm used to not having. So it's okay for me to take those risks because I truly and utterly believe that utterly believe that I go about my passion. We will not be on the street. We won't be mm-hmm. begging for food. Because you always have a backup plan. If you have to go get yeah. a job, there's always a job for you to get. So, um, and that's an important distinction as well to mention is that passion can oftentimes be the you know that that extra sort of fuel that you need to kind of get you over the hump. So sometimes people have ideas, and you should pursue you know things that are interesting to you mm-hmm. and that you're interested in. But oftentimes passion is that extra push that gets you over the hump. So that's a key, a key important, you know, uh, I think a key thing to mention as well. It's very important mm-hmm. to recognize that, that, you know, oftentimes, you know, certain people have the same ideas, but one company, you know, may lead the pack with that idea versus the other company may not. It's because the person that maybe completed it quicker and, and in a better way has the passion to do it because, you know, maybe if they're making a diabetic app, they have diabetes, right? As, yep. as for the person that doesn't have diabetes but knows somebody with diabetes, That's they still have passion, but maybe mm-hmm. it's not the same as the person that actually has diabetes. Right. So, so you know, it's important to to realize your passions and you know just realize like, are yeah. you are you really warm on the idea, or are you kind of like, eh, I'm, you have to know I'm, if I'm you totally really want to do it. You know, like if if you know that this is something that keeps reoccurring in your dreams and your daydreams, yeah. it follows you wherever you go, like. Um, you're sketching about it, you're talking about it, you're writing about it, then that's probably something you should pursue. Give it a shot, you know? Um, and then to kind of say that the passion is your fuel, what what could also be your fuel is the kids that you see, that you're raising, your family, you know? The, the people that you love, that's, you know, that's your fuel too. Bringing a child into this world was the thing that really said it, was, was it for me. You know what I mean? Like, I started my business and I was pregnant, so I didn't really have the opportunity um, to get hired and and get into the full swing of the traditionalism where you're, you know, you have a job and you have, you know, that type of regular thing. You know, I had to create my own job. Yeah, so just back, you know, back to what you're saying about, you know, the family and everything. Basically, back to my Cinderella story. I always start off this way when um, I'm, you know, I'm on when I'm on an interview or I'm just talking about how I started my business. I started my business when I was about three more months left in college and I was pregnant. Boom, pregnant. What am I gonna do? I had my portfolio show, stood in my portfolio show, probably one of the top um, students in my class, and nobody was looking at my stuff. I immediately knew that no one was gonna. No one was going to hire me, um, soon to be interior designer. No one's going to give me a shot. So I gave myself a shot. You know, I knew that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know if I wanted to be it for real. But I threw myself in there and said, you know, I love designing. Let me just hop in here with Christopher. He taught me all he 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 taught me everything that he knew, 
and eventually I caught on. I started to doing a lot of web design, networking, and then eventually um, I end up being the top three percent design, one of the top three percent of design talent in the world. And that's how much your need to provide and your need to um, and your passion can drive you to get where you want to want to be. And having a family, there, yeah, there are other difficulties. There's difficulties yeah. in that too. There's, there's def- the I mean, balance. There's definitely the balance, and um, you know, figuring out a way to kind of maintain that family unit. But I think the kids just stick to the. That's like anything, Christopher. Yeah. Though it's like if that's you have a full time job, that's true. You and, still and you're coming have, home at seven, eight o'clock. And, yeah, you know, where's time your with balance the kids there? And all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're right. Where's your work life balance you're there? Right. And, 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 and you're that, unhappy and goes, about it. And, and that goes back to what we've been talking about, which is like, you know, it's funny in this life, right? Like. How your brain can, you know, almost work against you in many ways if it feels like an idea is a negative idea, right? Because mm-hmm. that's because you're right. That is most people's brains telling them entrepreneurship is a bad idea for me because I'm not gonna be able to see my kids. But if you get probably get home at seven thirty at night anyway, <laughs> so right. it's like get- it's the same thing. Like it's just it's yeah. just your fear, which you know it, it's okay to admit fear. It's okay. I had to realize that. Like it took me honestly staring. You know, not being successful for a while and crying, you know, just about where I was at and just understanding my emotions and really digging oh, yeah. down deep to figure out it's okay to like to to have fear, A, and B, it's okay to fail and yeah. not succeed yeah. and yeah. learn from it and pick yourself up by the bootstraps and keep going. Yeah. You know, but, you know, back to sort of like the family unit, um, you know, and, and to your point about actually what we've been talking about with just failure and, you know, entrepreneurship and things like that and learning from that. I forgot who it was recently that we read, but somebody said, like, nobody in America that they've ever known has ever, like, been homeless on the side of the street. Yeah, yeah. And that has been entrepreneurs. So, you know, that's the thing that a lot of people we watch, you know, these uh, influencers and different entrepreneurs that, that we sort of follow as mentors, they always say, you know, hey, you know, at the end of the day, you can always go back to Starbucks, you know, or go go back to McDonald's or go work somewhere else if you want. So, back to the... The, the statement that I'm going to sacrifice my passions, the thing that makes me happy for my kids. Okay. What the hell are you really sacrificing? Okay, so let's say you're unhappy. You, you know, get yourself together. You go to work because you need to put food on the table, whatever the case may be. Get yourself to work and you sit there. You're unhappy. Your kids call. You know, they're sick. Blah, 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 blah. You have to lug yourself back with you. have your boss saying, this is the last time, you know, X, Y, Z. You know, you got to be here on time. You can't keep taking off because your kid is sick. Blah, 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 which are actual things that happen. Your kids get sick. Um, you know, throwing up, flus, all that kind of stuff. That crap happens. Um, and if you don't have a job, that's awesome. That lets you work from home when you have those problems. Um, gives you some work-life balance, um, and you have to be in work all the time, every day. You go to work, it takes you maybe, you know, depending on if you use transit or you commute and you're in rush hour. You go to rush hour and you, you know, you're sitting there for a half hour, you don't get paid for that, and then you sit for another half hour to come back home, only to cook, spend, talk to your kids over dinner, and put them to sleep and wake up and do that crap all over again. What exactly are you sacrificing? Your kid is not even happy. That's all I'm saying. Like, How can your kid be happy with only seeing you when you cook and chat and help them get to bed? That's the only thing that you get to do. So 
what are you really sacrificing? That's all I'm saying. You can be happy, struggle for a bit to get yourself together, figure out ways and different, um, even if it's just working from home that's going to make you happier. Even if it's just being there for your kids is just going to make you happy. Being in control of your schedule. There are several things that you could do. You don't always have to be an entrepreneur either. Yep. And you know? basically what she's saying is chase your dreams or end up working for somebody who did. <laughs> kind of, kind of. I mean, this is only this only applies to you if you're sitting at your job and you're completely unhappy yeah, and you're, you're sad you're happy. and you're cranky when you get home because you're unhappy mm -hmm. and um, you know you're just upset well, and you well, want and you. Well, let's go back to the you know the what this the safety net that that is I want to do what's best for my child right because what a lot of people will say is that oh my child is happy so I'm happy so. I'm doing the best for my child. So what I what we always believe and we firmly believe this is that the parents have to be happy for the child to be happy. Oh yeah. I remember coming home so distraught, frustrated and upset from work. And what you do is like take it out. You know, on you me. take it out of your kids sometimes. You just like you know like all you need is a little a little bit left, you know, for that straw to break and you know things to you know, just turn on their heads, you know. Yeah. You're projecting the, that negative energy and, and all that stress and, and all those situations that you're facing at work on your child, which is not fair yeah. and it's not healthy, you know. So, you know, I, I think the moral of it all is really entrepreneurship is a great alternative if you have a dream and you have passion and you know that you want to pursue something. Mm -hmm. But also, the you know, another alternative is there's so many great companies nowadays that are open to remote working that are that do have more work-life balance and so on and so forth so at the very least you can switch companies and try to work for somebody who actually values your time your health and your your work-life and family balance yep that's very important so let's wrap up um so overall what i'm trying to say in this only applies to you if you are completely unhappy with your life your parent and you think that you're doing the right thing by doing the wrong thing for yourself hence doing the wrong thing for your kid yep. so basically try something even if you're doing your passion part-time do something a little bit each day mm -hmm. and free yourself a little bit each day so that you can eventually get to the point to where you're completely free and happy and flexible and um you know in it to win it yeah and, and and you know i think there you know to your point there's a lot of great tools there's anchor yeah um there's instagram there's so many different things there's so many apps nowadays all you really need is your phone you know if you want to try to pursue something you have pinterest you have all these different things you know all these di um, digital tools at your disposal mm -hmm. if you want to try some sort of media related you know, hobby or something like that, or blogging or something like that. So, definitely, you know, go after your passions. And if you're unhappy at your job, but entrepreneurship is not necessarily for you, there are plenty of companies. There's We Work Remotely and all these different websites. Yep. And, you know, there's remote jobs on Indeed. There's ZipRecruiter. There's tons of different jobs, um, specifically in the tech field. But to be honest, I think a lot more people in the customer service space are starting to be open. Uh, to people working remotely as well, so yeah. there's definitely something else that you know could probably better your life in terms of the different type of job opportunity. Now you might have to make a transition, you might have to make some adjustments. Mm -hmm. There might be some different things that you have to do. Of course, you know nothing that's great for you. I think that's a transitional thing. 
doesn't come without some sacrifice, right? Like, it's not going to be smooth and seamless every single time. Yep. So we might have to make some sacrifices, but yeah, yeah I think that's going to be our first episode. All right, Chris, say bye. And then first, first before we say bye, who are you? Who am I? Yeah. What do you do? I'm Chris Brooks from Chris and Amy, and also one of the, I guess, co-founders mm -hmm. of Dreaming Color. And our new venture, you know, that, that that we have yet to mention, but we will mention that in the next podcast, hopefully, or one of the other ones. Uh, but yeah, so a I'm, a, I'm a technologist, I'm a designer developer, I'm a father, I'm a, a cycling fanatic, first, <laughs> husband second. What? Um, That's awful. Yeah. Sorry, I'm addicted to my bike. If I could marry my bike... Uh, so I'm I found, Amy. Actually, if I find my bike before you, I'm going to be married to my bike. <laughs> anyway. I love you still. So. I am Amy Otten. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. And I'm also an entrepreneur. I'm a UI UX designer and data strategist. And one of the... One of the top 3% of design talent in the world. One of the top 3%. Top 3%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yaddy, yaddy. Humble brag. Slow clap. Anyway, um, Make it clap yeah, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and we're also um, we our we are entrepreneurs um, of color. Yes, we are black, and we are thriving, and we're trying to thrive, and we get to a point, we're trying to get to a point where doing, we are thriving. Doing pretty so, good so far. Doing pretty good. So far, so good. So, if you want to find us on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash. Chris and Amy DIC. Yes. Um, you can also see what we do at dreamcolor.co. Yes. Um, and I think that's just about it. Also, we have Dream and Color on Facebook as well. Yes, Dream and Color on Facebook. Look forward to sharing some more cool things with you all. And our experience being family and also being partners in crime and business. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Have a good night. Love, Bye. peace, data, design, and development. Love, Cheers. peace, data, design, and development. Uh, 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 uh. The podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.